Dave Accorda Grail at Fort Greece Sports Centre on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Centre Show here on Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with Dale Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM and on the tuning app. And on today's show, it's well, it's all hurling and a, bit, a small bit of camogie. And we're going to be joined uh, on the line in a few moments by the chairman of Borden Logimont and County and Clare, Neil O'Brien. We're also going to be joined uh, by, of course, as always, by co-presenter Pat McNamara. And, of course, we're going to have our Killaloo representatives, uh, the Foley's, uh, Brendan and Nicole, as a look back on that great victory of, of Killaloo uh, last Sunday in the Intermediate Championship. And now we're joined on the line by the Cahirlock of Borden and Ogamont, County and Clare. Uh, for those that are uh, not so good with the Gwergel, that's chairman of the underage hurling in here in Clare, a man well known to most people as maybe as a referee as well um, from O'Callaghan's Mills Club. Many people may not know that he's the chairman of the underage, but does uh, tremendous work um, for the underage hurling in Clare. And that's Neil O'Brien. Neil, you're welcome to Scarab Bay Community Radio. Thanks, Leo, and thanks for the invitation to join you. And best of luck with all, all your shows over the coming weeks. You're doing great work there all year and great promotion of the game. So hopefully keep all this good work up, we will. So. No bother, no bother. You're, you're more than welcome. And I suppose as as you as we take your sentiments on this weekend, you're down to the business end of the, the minor championship. And Neil, of course, a very, very busy year with all... With with uh, the amount of games that played were played in all the competitions, not all are finished yet. Great credit duty to get the competitions as far as this stage. You know, in in difficult circumstances, and this weekend we have the three finals, the A, B, and the C. You might talk a bit about the three finals, Neil. Yeah, look, we're down to that stage now. As far as look, this is the pinnacle of the whole year. The, when we get to the, the knockout stages, the minor competition, they're the ones the people are talking about. There's always huge following, even ex-players always keeping touch with minor competitions because they can all remember them days when they were lining out their club jersey in finals as well, they can. So, um, yeah, we're starting off Saturday with the under-17 C final and that's been played between Tulla and Newmarket and Fergus uh, in Bradford. Uh, two very evenly uh, matched teams. They played in the group stages earlier on the competition. Tulla won it by a goal. Um, probably a bit unlucky Tuller they didn't make it into the, the B knockout uh, stages of this of this um that they got pipped actually on um they were actually level on scoring difference with Pertine and they lost out on the the rule book that they hadn't they scored a bit less than them over eight matches. So it is very even it's going to be. Um Tulla have a couple of strong hurlers that they have and they've uh, I suppose look at their proud hurling club there and they've a lot of number, lot of people moving around the area down the last number of years and they're feeding into the system there. And a very a very uh, good a, a very good hurler called Tony Layden there also. Yeah, yeah, a good a great hurler and a fantastic hurler, a great man to feel the high ball there. He is I've seen him many times playing out there and he's definitely going to be going to be men in that that sixty five yard line there and going to be playing very well he is. I've seen the market playing earlier on the year. They're a very nice team there. Um I suppose look at they might be a, they might have the physical strength but they have lots of skillful players along the on the way. So I suppose look at it's going to be a close match but I was going to give it a small little bit of a nudge towards the, on my neighbours in East Clare and put, give it give this one towards Tulla, I think I will. And then, uh, then with the the minor A uh, final, then uh, Neil, we leave. Well, obviously, we leave the big one till last the B final. But the minor A final, Ina Kilnamona and Clooney, and this is a rematch. You know, there's great rivalry between these two teams as well. They already played in the group stages, and 
as you maybe you said a bit off air, a bit of shadow boxing going on there. Sunday's the real thing. Uh, how do you see this one going, Neil? Yeah, look, this is the big one, Tiz, I suppose, look, the minor A, like, look, these are two very experienced outfits. I know they're only under 17, but these two clubs are well used to playing finals. They're also very well equipped there with the amount of underage uh, county county players they're providing towards squads. So look at there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of uh, big name players out there. Look at there's going to be a lot of matchups and being done like we'll say there's a lot of strong players on both sides. Uh, you just have to look at the clear the clear underage since last number of years to see that. So look at the, it's going to be a big it's going to be a big it's going to be a big match. It is um, I know there's obviously the club is going very strong at the moment now. They're into the county hurling final as well, and they're going to be big numbers travelling to. I was talking to Paul Gannon earlier on, and he was talking about people coming from America back to watch these matches. So if people are coming to travelling from America, they're obviously feeling confident coming in towards Innes this weekend again. They will be. Yeah. I know won the group game and um, they won it by a very small margin but I suppose look at I suppose with all the, the way things are going this year look at it's, it looks like it could be a kind of a, a year that I know going to progress in a lot of competitions there so look at I just might be just favour Ina just to pull off this match by a small small fraction but I wouldn't be surprised if we're going for another two ten minute periods afterwards yeah, and then turning into the the minor B final, and what a, what a final this one is going to be! Uh, four East Clare teams involved, uh, but Ike Callan's Mills against Scarafogunlo. Uh, the Mills, but Ike defeated Scarafogunlo fairly easily in the group stages, which probably would make him slight favourites, Neil. But you know yourself, when neighbouring teams meet, it can go either way. Oh, it can indeed, and I'd say even look at when you're playing your neighbours in the group game, I think lads can get up for their matches too a lot more so than when they're playing other matches. So, uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big match. Um, both both had very very tough matches last weekend in Scarafogunlo beating their neighbours Kilaloo and the Mills were like defeating Clonlara the second match actually going to extra time it did blow on a blizzard blow on me like it did like there on Sunday when the, when the rain and the wind came down to me like last Sunday hopefully we don't get the same conditions again but um, the pitch is in great condition down there so I was down there twice last weekend Um both teams, I suppose, maybe Scarafogunlo might be a bit more physically stronger than might be, but at the same time, there's a couple of nice, skillful hurlers in the middle of the Ike. The likes of back from injury there, uh, Billy Skellin's back from injury too as well. He'll be a big throw in Tom, but of course, sadly, Lee Minogue yeah. has a broken bone in his elbow in the quarter final against Pertin, so he'll be a massive loss. But uh, Look, it's going to be close. Like, look, there's going to be a lot of lot of rivalry there. There is, like, I believe, in their two first cousins managing each other there, and John McKinnon and Mike Sheedy. I believe, right. I think, there's a relationship there. There is, so and all teammates and that side there. There might be a bit of a job marking on the sideline as well as outside in the field. That could be. Yeah, it, 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 it is the side subplots are always the, the often the most interesting. But I suppose, look at Neil. It's great for Borden Oak to get the games to these uh, final stages. It must be very difficult, you know, we, 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 we probably underestimate the work that the uh, committees do. This, I mean, I don't know how many games was played in underage in, in Clare this year, numerous games with more to come. It's an arduous test, Neil. Uh, sure, look, good. all we want to see is the promotion of Holland and the games going ahead for young lads. Like, look, we've been through, I suppose, 18 months of tough times and we all seen last year when things did get back going again because... I think it was a bit of a, it was like a, a renaissance. It was that, look, it was great to be back out. It was great to be back watching matches. 
look, I suppose we're now going back into the situation. We're going back to what games were beforehand. We've crowds back at them. Um, I was lucky enough, Pat Gavin is always on top of the ball and he actually produced a few figures recently for Munster to show the programme of games Clare were hosting and we have an expectation this year to be just shy of 500 matches we will be for the year just gone by which I think is fairly substantial amount of games is considering we only started in early June and will be finished by the mid-November but look at games are games young lads need games games bring on young lads it's better than any training session going out playing matches tis. and I think it is great that they are actually out there we actually have 35 competitions this year being hosted so that ensured that there was going to be games and even with the academy competitions that are there which have been growing and growing in the last number of years and there has been a, a numerous East Clare entries this year in the academy competitions and we've seen Tola coming out and winning one of them competitions and Scarif Lagunlaw right. have one of the competitions as well so that's great to see that there's enough numbers in East Clare in some clubs that they can enter second teams in competitions and it bodes well for Holland and East Clare as I believe Yeah and Neil you know to get all those games played that's a, that's a massive amount and tremendous credit to you and, and, and you mentioned Pat Gavin there and what a, what a worker Pat Gavin is and I know that you would like to thank all the rest of the people um, in your county board committee and all the volunteers and all the clubs for their cooperation because without everyone uh, coming under the one ship these games wouldn't get played Oh no 100% yeah and look at I suppose, look, we always have the odd occasion out of in those COVID situation in the club and matches. But look, at clubs have done phenomenal work in ensuring that players are safe, that grounds are safe and that guidelines are followed. And there's huge, there's huge credit due to the clubs involved in this. Like, because without them actually doing the work on the ground, we, to be very easy to do our job, the matches wouldn't go ahead without it. So, like, it's because what's been done on the ground that it puts the position and the groundwork in place that the games can go ahead. And huge credit is due to everyone involved in us. There's numerous people in every club doing it, and they're doing it. Some some of the jobs are doing they wouldn't be popular for doing it. But again, look, if Ed's weren't there doing them jobs the games wouldn't be going ahead. So that's important. And look, we want to see the, the thing continue and the way it is going and look at keep everything going positively. Like So that's the main thing. That's for sure. And, and you know, in fairness, the, the Clare Board and Oak send out very many positive vibes. Great to see 500 games, uh, you know, 35 competitions. I wasn't even aware of that fact myself. It's a, a fair eye-opener, you know, and great credit duty. And great credit duty for bringing the games to the penultimate stages. And we look forward to exciting finals the weekend. And we, as hurling, we'll be doing it. Neil O'Brien, uh, very good uh, to talk. You're very good to talk to us here on Scarif Bay News Radio. I think this is the first and not the last time that you've been here with us. Neil, go to meet him Margaret. Thanks, Leo, and all the best and enjoy your weekend. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. And once again, thanks to Neil O'Brien for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay News Radio. Pat, before we get on to our, our, our special guests and our, our, our tribute to Killaloo winning the Intermediate Championship, there was a lot of other games on last weekend. And look, we start with, with the Camogie. We're now at, at the final stage. Scarif against True Clannera. True Clannera going to be their first time in the final. They had a, a good win over Kilkishan by Dyke. And Scarif got over the challenge of Aina. Uh, yeah. And the one thing we can say, Leo, for certain in this year's Senior Championship is that the two best teams in the county are in the county final, senior final, I think. I think there's no doubt now that Aina Kildamon have slipped slightly from their, where they were, and Scarlet Fogunlo were better than them and deserve to beat them. I think Trutland are, are the most improved team in the last couple of years. I think they really mean business this year. I've kind of, I know it's because I saw them beating, Jim and I commentated on the, them defeating Fiegel Kilinina, 
who had just beat lost previously by a point to Heine but they were extremely impressive that day they were very impressive the next day as well they put up a huge score and uh, since then so I think you have the two best teams in it and um the game we covered last weekend, obviously, Scarif had a fantastic win against Aina Kildamona, fully deserved. Um, a very even game for most of it, but I think there was no doubt at all. Scarif created the best goal chances, should have taken more of them. But uh, I thought it was a, a, a great display from, you know, both the mature girls and the new girls in, I think, combined to show true grit, really, really fought for Hungary for the ball, maybe made up for a lack of physical strength with just utter determination and... Uh, I thought it was a really good game, considering the tough conditions open, open, open pitch there in Kilmele. Lovely facilities there, but a cold enough reason, a few, a few, uh, a few uh, nasty enough showers threatening there. But um, I thought Scarif did what they had to do very, very well. And uh, as was said in another context before, they haven't gone away, you know. Yeah, and Pet, you know, looking at Scarif right, from the team that won the Munster final and played in the Ireland semi-final, there are six players from that team gone. You know, it's hard and, to believe, yeah. And it's hard to believe. And there's no really, you know, there's, the management does not talk about them. They're daily constraint, but they have. You're looking at Holly McGee gone from the backs. Yeah. You've Ashton Corbett, no, who's carrying an injury, yeah. gone from the goals as as of now. <coughs> Ashton Curry is away with ed- education. Uh, Eva Powell is injured. Injured. Roshan O'Brien had, and Marion Rogers had maternal issues. And well, there's another one, there's one other player missing. But, you know, they're, they're, they're tremendous losses to, to any team. And, what they don't, they've gone for youth and, and, and filled the gaps with youth and they're proven more than they're worth. It's a bit like the Scarlet Hurlers in many ways. There's a, there's a kind of a parallel in that the Scarlet Hurlers and Lokomogi team have actually introduced four or five uh, minor players this year, out of minor. And I think all four have covered themselves very much in, in glory, you could say. Um, you know, uh, in different parts of the field. New goalkeeper who has settled into the job very well and was very, very solid and sound the last day. Uh, Rachel, uh, Rachel Lely, yeah, with all the daily names. And um, Bonnie Wiley Murphy, um, the McGrath, uh, um, the Leisha, Walsh, Leisha, Leisha, Abby Walsh, yeah. Abby Walsh, yeah. And uh, they have really settled into it. And there's one thing about them is that they show no fear. They're very determined on the ball, and experience will make them even better. But um, then there's a few players still, you know, <laughs> they're still young players. I mean, you know, God, sure, Amy Barrett, like, is only a young lady still, but sure, they've been around so long. I suppose a lot of them have been stars since they were 16 or 17 playing senior and I mean they're now was early 20s and they're still you know doing the business Mairead Scanlon the same thing I mean, you could say the same but a lot of them I thought uh, the other McGee girl had a fine game Connor back the last day uh, you know Kira Doyle who was injured and carrying back just from hor- hor- horrific injury in the year and then stitches again uh, more recently I thought she did her job manfully or womanfully, as you say yourself, and uh, was always there when she, when she was needed to get a flick away or get a tackle in and just, you know, just shore up, shore up the danger. And uh, so many, but, you know, there was a lot of good displays. And, uh, you know, the new management, I suppose, what it does is it just, it's an, you have new voices and a savage enthusiasm with David Sullivan and his crew. And, uh, and as we know, the previous management was outstanding in taking them to Munster Championship. Let's just say that straight away. But sometimes the new management comes in and uh, it's just, everything about it is novel and there's a different voice and you have their enthusiasm comes into it and the girls respond and, uh, you know, it's working very well. And I think, 
I suppose if the ideal situation is when you have a management able to win a, 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 a county and a Munster championship for the for, very first time ever and they then step aside to, to take a rest and the new management goes in and it works as well then you know you're, you're, you're really on a winner but I suppose, Pat, looking at it, you know, um, we'd, we'd speak about it more in depth in next week's uh, sports sign, but you're looking at true Clannara then, really, and these ladies, you know, they're f- the one thing, it is, Scarif have, have had a good back, two have made massive forwards, three out three out, out of the clear forward line, the county f- forward line, yes. in Becky Foley, Eamon <coughs> Kelly, Anya Lockton, three tremendous players, and probably three players, better players in, in, in the year gone by, you know, so they're going to promote a massive uh, test, and, you know, they're probably they have played the best camogie in the championship so far, Pat. Without, without doubt, I'd say they're the most impressive attacking team in the county, Leo. No question about that. But I was also impressed with their defence against Vicky Kilnina. They saw them. Uh, I just thought the two wing backs were, were very very good at attacking the ball and, and setting up attacks. I thought the full back line looked physically tough. And uh, but you're right, Emer Kelly and Michelle Caldwell kind of playing kind of a sweeper, maybe a deep deep midfield role. Also came on an awful lot of ball. I mean, she's played senior into county midfield for Clare. I remember playing quite well against Dublin there two or three years ago. Bob and Bob and Parnells was it, and um, I know she's not on the squad at the moment. But you know, the Horgans, the Hogs, all these there's, there's experience there and there's great ability there. And they're missing Roshan Bigler, remember as well. A huge loss. Be, be huge loss. But I believe Becky Foley was uh, huge against uh, against uh, um, Kilkish and Bodaik the last day. I mean. To my mind, she's one of the most she's one of the most potentially great player coming players because she's got a savage amount of strength. She's got serious determination, and her play is improving. Her skills are improving all the time in her striking. So, I mean, she's she's already a very good county player. So she's a fantastic leader of the attack. Emer Kelly, we all know, about she's one of the best players in the country. No question about it. And Anya Lachlan on her day is unbeatable because you can't play her in the air, and she has this great strike as well. If she's on form and if she's tearing into it, so. Um, There'll be serious questions for Scarlett for Gunlow, and that's what that's what's going to be a great final to look forward to. Yeah, we do. We look forward to that. We, we'll we speak more about that next week. Yeah. Pet. Also, we can at the moment go by to congratulate Wykett. Uh, they're going to be coming up against Clooney Queen in the intermediate final. They got over the semi final against Tulla. Tulla who turned them over in the early stage. You know, Wykett, resilient, and they will be formidable opposition for Clooney. Well, do you know something? You know, first of all, well done to them by getting to the final against a, a decent Tulla side. Uh, there's a couple of players in the toilet team I'd know from seeing them before, and, uh, and their families and that. And I know that they'd be they'd be they'd be seriously good. But um, it's waiting for Tulla. But but I or Whitegate, Whitegate. I think, you know, again we keep crediting them for what they do, but it's not empty words. I mean, they're very skillful. First of all, you know, having whenever I see it before, I see Whitegate players, a lovely wristy players. They have a tremendous pride in their club, and you know something in the county final against. Probably the favourites in, in Clooney Quinn. I think Whitegate will see, he has a, he has, say he has a chance to make a major, major achievement for our parish and win intermediate Cogue. And I think they'll give it absolutely everything. And I think Clooney Quinn, if they're not at their best, the cup will be going out to Whitegate because uh, the Father Mori Cup, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and, and it wouldn't be great seeing that he, he was he's out there, there in his day. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, so that would yeah. be nice. A nice turn, turn around in history. But, um, you know, well done, to, well done to Whitegate. Obviously, as I said, uh, a serious outfit intermediates like like in hurling intermediate camogie is competitive enough too and uh, you know teams that come up from there have, have done very well in senior in recent times as well as we know so um, um, a great opportunity for Whitegate I think they will give it 100% when they get there and I think uh, 
it wouldn't would be a big shock at all if they take that cup back. No, and, there was a, and also before we can at the moment, Pestle are congratulating Fiekel Canina. They're uh, on the move again. They're back in the in the Glenormand Shield final, you know. So that's not, right. What's good about that, Leo, is let's get them another competitive game before the Munster, before the Munster game, exactly. and that's vital. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to cover that Munster that Munster final game for them as well, because uh, uh, I certainly would like to be there if we can win a, a, a Munster title for Fiekel Canina. Yeah, that's for sure. To be and nice, one uh, other thing uh, I want to say, Leo, is. If I may, and I think we referred to it the last day, the Scarif Ogunlo uh, semi-final against Sainte Kilimona, is to say well done to Fintan Mac as the refereeing and his officials and his own person and everybody. I think they did a fantastic job. They made the game enjoyable. It was as good a refereeing display as you'll see. Uh, let go what needed to be let go. Pulled what needed to be pulled. And uh, I know, uh, you know, Fintan, Fintan is, a, is a great listener to our programmes as well. And, he's very, you know, he loves, he loves Scarif Bay and he, he loves the Camogie and, and the hurling as well indeed. But, uh, you know, I would like to record that we were very, very impressed with him. And hopefully we'll get him to join us in the future to talk about Camogie because he, he's already said he will. And uh, when, when the opportunity time is there, he's not involved in, as refereeing. I'm sure he'll, he'll join us for Camogie uh, at some stage before too long. Pat, as you well know, when we don't talk about the referee in the match, he must be doing fairly well, okay. Absolutely. Or she must be doing fairly okay. Yeah, absolutely. Pet, finally, to just tie up the, the hurling, uh, you know, before we talk about Kilo's great win intermediate, I need to Lamona, you know, the ladies may be gone, but the, the men are taking up the mantle. They're in their first county final. You know, they're coming up, going to come up again, a belly A team, minus uh, Tony Kelly, but Tony Kelly played a significant role, there's no doubt, in his role as kind of a selector or come management member uh, the other day. But look, a clash of the neighbours, good Friday Kilmona to be in a county final at least, fulfilling their potential. Bellier, old experience heads. Exactly. An interesting game to look forward to. Again, one we'll preview in more depth next week. Fascinating final, and, and I hope it's not a final that'll be, that will be determined by who's injured and who isn't, because that'd be a shame. It'd be lovely to see both teams at full strength. Uh, obviously, Tony Kelly, we know, is, is missing. But Tony Kelly, the have question marks, I think, about Aidan McCarthy and David Fitzgerald. Now, those questions will be answered in a positive way, hopefully, for their sake. But I think Tony Kelly, at last, have shown the steel and the will to win that their ability, we didn't doubt for the last three or four years, Leo, because they have a lot of other ones won and appearances in finals over the last seven or eight years. And we were wondering when this team would finally stand up and be counted and, and take that step. So they've done it now against, against a, a solid Aero Oak side, you know, an Aero Oak side that many people are tipped maybe to win when, after they beat uh, Six Bell Bridge. But I think Aero Oak find it hard to put the second great play back to back. And I think Ali Kinamora capitalised on their flatness and um, Andy Kinamora played the better hurling and uh, they have a lot of ability in that team. I mean, it's not just to let the county gets. I know the McCarthy's have talked about David Fitzgerald, but I mean, Hegarty, what a player he is. Got some fantastic long yeah. ways. I mean, just a fabulous player to watch. And um, so, and I suppose I, Patrick, I think look, it's I, a real chance for them to win, make history and win their first. I think Kinamora won a senior back over 100 years ago on the road, as far as I know. But uh, I think Kinamora is a new club only, only formed a few years ago. So, they're reaching the potential. Bellier, without Tony Kelly, will even be more dangerous in terms of fight. I think they'll fight tooth and nail for this final, uh, Leo, to, for Tony Kelly and for the fact that they want to stand up to show that they can do it without him being there as well. So, yeah, fair fascinating. fascinating. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And I suppose, Pat, you know, you make your own look and I, I was looking at, you know, at the game on Saturday and for, you know, one decision that very few I've seen talking about was a ball, an Owen Murphy-like ball that went over the bear was waved for a pint. Yes, in my book, it didn't go over the bear, but Patrick Kelly, who, who saved the penalty afterwards from right. Jenny Russell, you know, in fairness, brought the ball down. And went over the line. He was over the line. There's no other. No, had no the white flag gone up before yeah, you, the Reach for, for, yeah. yeah, he had dropped the flag. But to but me... His holy was straight over. It had straight gone up, back over the crossbar. Yeah, no, look what I haven't seen. But look, it was inches, I, either I, way. 
I think only one year old player kind of quizzed it and then the game went on yeah. because he had it poked out so quick, you know. That but I thought it was disappointing was from an Aero point of view and I suppose, you know, it would like Sir Shane O'Donnell and David Reedy lads we'd like to see doing well because they do it for the county as well you know um, I thought for Daddy Russell who was a fantastic player for Airog and has been for many many years brilliant free taker great men to finish scores I thought he struck the penalty very, the wrong way altogether he didn't a penalty head height towards an inter-county standard goalie you know when he could have drilled it low he needn't be as hard of his low and we'll say a foot or two inside the post so uh, he'll be disappointed with the way he struck it I think yeah he will indeed but as you say what you say is I'd love to see it in slow motion uh, sometime on, with camera work and uh, see you know I'd say you're not too far wrong yeah look it is one mm-hmm. of these things but you can, you make your own look and, and that's it Pat for now thanks a minute you're listening to Sportsline on Scarlet Bay Community Radio 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare around the world on scarletbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union And once again, uh, Pat, thanks to Pat there for his contribution on the, the scene of hurling over the weekend. And now we come to the big story over the weekend in, in hurling circles in East Clare. He was returning to senior ranks <coughs> after nine years of Smith O'Brien's GA Club uh, with their tremendous victory last Sunday over St. Joseph's Interme- Intermediate Hurling Final in QC Park. And we're joined by two members of the Smith O'Brien's GA Club. They are family members. You know, it's Foley and Foley. No, they're not criminals. They are <laughs> part of, of the of the winning ma- management team That'd here. Smith yeah. O'Brien's. Um, and Brendan, who's well known to see a part of our team here on Scarpe Community Radio, member of the management team uh, that won for Smith O'Brien's. And we're joined by his daughter, Nicole, who was the PRO, Public Relations Officer, of Smith O'Brien's GA Club. And what a wonderful job she done in promoting uh, Smith O'Brien's, both before and after their victory. Led, you're very welcome. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, lads. Welcome, lads. First of all, Brendan, uh, just a massive congratulations to you and all the Smith Bryan's J Club on <coughs> completing another 100% record in intermediate finals. Uh, appeared in two finals, two wins. It's a, a record uh, to be proud of. But more importantly, uh, Brendan, Paddy Brown uh, staying in East Clare and residing in Loch Derg for the year. But also, Killaloo, Smith Bryan's back in senior ranks. Yeah. Um, great feeling. Uh you know, 12 months ago, you know, with the heart take of losing the semi-final to Scarif, um, a lot of people felt, you know, that would we get back up from it. Um, but in fairness to the players, they they made a massive decision themselves that uh, they wanted a change, which I suppose shocked a lot of people. Um, and they approached Tony Gleeson to go in. <coughs> and uh, they, they backed that up. And I spoke to you before about this affair. It was a big call, you know, a big call, um, to go, to go and change it. Something like you know that you were, you were in a semi final and uh, like for Scarif, for a Scarif match, you know, there was a lot of hurt in it. But I must say, you know, from that night on, when we came up to the celebrations and they went back training two weeks after, and I was going into the final this weekend. The amount of support that we got from the clubs in East Clare and especially Scarif, it was just unreal. You know, the text messages, the phone calls, the good wishes, the well wishes from all the clubs in East Clare, it was just, it, it was absolutely frightening, I swear to God, and I, mean, I genuinely mean that. You know, the phone was happening and you're there, what's it going to be like if we win it? <coughs> and it was worse, <laughs> which was great. Do you know what I mean? And like, you know, the whole town and, you know, we, we were at the final last year and, 
it was great when Scarif won it, as you say, an East Clare team. But there was only 100 supporters, I think, allowed into the park that day. And that was hard for Scarif. Let's call a spade a spade. You want to be there. Like, we're out in East Clare. Not many of our clubs get to county finals. And when we get them, we like everyone to be involved in it. And the one thing about East Clare clubs, they'll back each other to the hilt. Whether it is a Gunla, Scarif, Broadford, Tullo, whoever, the middle, you know, we'll all go and we're hoping that they'll, they'll do well. And um, we were very fortunate to have massive support inside in the park last Sunday. Um, you know, it was a strange feeling, I suppose, coming out of a stand to run onto the field. <laughs> Normally, you know, you're coming out of the tunnel and you're buzzing. But you know what, I think it helped the boys a bit that you weren't being pumped and, you know, there was a little bit of relaxation about coming into it. And there's familiarity as well, Brendan, because things have been that way, you know, for the last yeah. 18 months, I suppose, or the last two championships. So there was no change. And maybe, as you said, it could have been a positive thing. It, it probably was. And, and the guess's thing mm. was, like, we had an option whether we wanted to go in to the dressing room or not. And we didn't. And the next thing we looked down below in the fair corner and there was St. Joseph's. And they're doing the same thing. And I suppose, you know, when you haven't done something like that all year, why change? You know, you were so used to talking out, coming tugged. And I suppose it was easier for Joseph's in a way that they were able to come from home. They were five, ten minutes away from the park. <coughs> we were 45 minutes away from the park. Um, you know, you were allowed in 35, 40 minutes beforehand. And like you see fellas, and they're trying to do their stretching and the stand and supporters standing up looking at them. And it was strange. Pet, it's it's a novelty though, you know. Supporters, I I think even um, from for this for the players talking about saying supporters are even looking at these and they're kind of getting in before you you've been in time for a game, you know you'll be running in two minutes before it. Mm. Now that's are running in the twenty minutes for because they're able to see that stretching and doing their warm up above beside them. You know it's it's an un, it's unusual, but I think everybody's going to matches earlier than they used to. I mean when when we were playing ourselves just to refer back thirty years ago. Let's <laughs> come in here. Five minutes past, five minutes past the start on time, nearly with the, the boots and a pair of socks hanging off them, and, and, and thinking this would be grand. But what I did, uh, and the same obviously with supporters. But what I did notice was I went to the far side, far stand myself, and um, stood up there at a barrier on midfield area, right. But looking across at the sit down stand, the first section, first area was practically all red, and it reminded me of nothing only when the Magpies Clare Castle were going well. Yeah, that section, that section and they were noisy that's right, and yeah. as the game went on you could notice the Killaloo people going getting more noisier you could see people standing up on their seats you know from across the way it was wonderful because it was a tense tense last 10 minutes you know they were crawling back the lead but it was slowly due to the weather conditions I suppose and maybe the defence of St. Joseph's as well it was slowly bringing it back and uh, you could sense the crowd beyond having an influence on the game I don't know if Brendan Norse behind him on that but certainly at our side of the and there's lots of Killaloo people at our side of the stand as well. And let's say neutrals also were supporters with the Bryans. But uh, the atmosphere was excellent, considering horrible conditions. And uh, it was a real, you know, you knew you were at a big event. It was a, a real final atmosphere on it. And uh, I think there was a general great delight amongst all neutrals that was with the Bryans one day into Paddy Brown. And uh, as I said, it reminded me of the, of the Magpies years ago yeah. in that section, <laughs> yeah. taking it over, yeah. you know. Brendan, were you... On the sideline, obviously it's just tense enough down the sideline as well, but I've, I've never been at a match before where I haven't seen as many nets at the one time and looking at the clock. The clock just seemed to be going so slow or so maybe even a bit too fast maybe at times and especially your own crowd. You'd look at one and they were, all the heads were down looking at watches. Were you aware of the tension because it was fairly palpable up in the stand? It, it was, but I suppose you're just engrossed in the game. 
you, 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 like, you know, these water breaks start to bring you along the way. You know, you've your, as they call them, quarters now. The sooner to go, the better. I think they're, they're no, they helped us. They helped us. You know, I wouldn't. I, 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 yeah, mm. yeah. You know, but I think it, like, we, we've often, we spoke about it last year on all the, met, in some of the matches I covered with you. You see the swing when the water break comes, oh, yeah. you know, and there was a swing. We were in bother, you know, um, and I suppose we were glad of the sup of water to get things organised. And even I think I could hear the riff roaring. He says, it's only a water break, but we didn't care. We needed that time to get sorted and we rectified it. But like, you know, it was, there was tension, but the time just moves on. You, you start to know, like when you're going, I looked up to, I timed it in the second half and, and with the board, two minutes and I notice now that referees are giving the signal a little bit earlier than the 30 mm-hmm. you're usually getting on the 28 and a half the 29 minutes and we were told five and there was six minutes that was on the 29 so we had six minutes yeah. like we didn't take the lead till the 64th minute the 60, idea, the idea, 63, idea 63 I'll never forget 63 47 <laughs> I looked at the clock 63 47 and I said, here we are, we're a pint up. And Kevin was standing beside me and he says, will we bring in a sub? And I says, I don't know, there'll be another 30 seconds onto the clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're there, you're sort of thinking. shouldn't be, yeah. Yeah, you know, mm. but you were you were still conscious of getting everything reset and the whole act, making sure you weren't going to be caught for anything. There's a plus and a minus for it. So we said, no, we won't, <clears> we'll go with it. And next thing the ball was blowing the corner and we said, they'll get a chance. You know, when a, when a one point match, you don't get the yeah. chance. The opposition will get a chance, and I think it was Mark Stretch brought it out, gave it to Cusy. I think he actually gave it to one of the boys, and they bombed it to the corner into Walsh, and he done a move like what you saw uh, Casey doing. Darren, he brought it back, and flicked it back over again, and I was there. Don't go for the point. <laughs> no. Just don't go for don't the point. The book out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he put a ball across, and we were nearly in for a goal. Yeah. But the free, and at that stage, and. It was funny, uh, we were talking to the boys uh, that night and Mark Manick, you don't need a goalie. The umpires are wired up now and uh, the umpire says, uh, you have it, it's up. Because uh, Niall Malone was after telling Tommy, told him. The, this is the last puck. Yeah. And I think Tommy tried to lend the ball and kill Lou. He hit it so far, he hit it so far yeah. over. But you know, um, it, it was just unreal. He was trying to break the windows in Elgin. He was trying to get something. I tell you one thing, Leo. Um, if, it, if, you know, if, if there was one, no, it was, it was a team effort, no question about it. But considering the kind of a game it was, from two twenty four to three nineteen, where there was plenty of scores going from play, Tommy Redden, I thought, was an sort of nerves of steel, a striking ability, but more so up in his head to lift all those balls correctly in terrible conditions, slippery boss in the hurlies, wet, slippery ball, underfoot conditions, slippery, wind and rain swirling around. I thought he was, it was outstanding to get the yeah. freeze he got. Whether they were hard or easy, it doesn't matter. There's no easy free that day. No. It's all because of the, of the importance of each free, you see. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, okay, look at, I don't know whether I meant it, I'm not sure I didn't even hear afterwards, but whether there wasn't that, I certainly have given it to him. Even though, as I said, it was a fantastic team performance by whoever 17 or 18 lads used. The, one, the one he got from... The Joe or for all forty five, that was a massive free. Yeah. That that lifted the stand. That lifted the roof after that. And and it went over and well over. And well over. But Brendan and Pat to follow on your point and Tommy Redden right, and he's been much maligned at times. Now he's scoring 12, 13, 14 points a game mm. right. That's his average. 
okay, if he misses one, it seems to be he's maligned for it. Yeah. Same again, Bradford a couple of years ago over in the semi final, things didn't know on a difficult day. Yeah. Last year he missed a penalty, you know, against Gareth. And you know, if one man was going to win the game, are we happy for one man that really did finish the game? It had to be him because you know, deep down he put all the hurt and all he used all his experience last Sunday that what he has done over the now he is a top test freak yeah. three takers up, but he brought everything to the field uh, to the ball last Sunday. I thought some of his frees in the first half he drilled into absolutely. the breeze. Yeah. Absolutely. It just, it just shows you, know. you the character that absolutely. Sorry, Brendan Joyce. On the same thing, when you think I just think I was thinking about that during the week, like that. Every other position on the field, or every other player, there were the fourteen players, goalie accepted because if he makes a mistake, everyone remembers it. But all the other players can can throw themselves into the game. They can do eight great things and make two or three mistakes. It's not as noticeable. But the free taker, the whole stadium's eyes are on him. Yeah. Especially with two or three minutes left, maybe a point to level it. And I think to stand up for any free taker, you know. I think they're not admired enough by, by people. And Pat, there's only grow ones when they miss one. But you know, it's yeah. it's an amazing skill. And skip. Pat, people don't realise, you, you'd have to be at the match this Sunday, you, as you said, you, you know yourself, yeah. to realise how bad. When you walk across the old board, yeah, walking across the old board scoreboard in as you come in, we'll say at the LD end, and looked up the pitch at the, the warm-up, I, I, I was getting rain and splashed into my yeah, face yeah. and wind. Yeah. Should the shower just before the staff ball was running? Yeah. Nicole, you were you were involved in in, in in you know in the set on on the field along with your 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 your, your mate uh, Daniel Sheedy. But more importantly, you're you're the PRO of a Smith O'Brien's club. You're doing a great job in promoting Smith O'Brien's right before the competition about the best dressed house. Best, house, yeah. best, yeah. best, best dressed house, and you know fair play to, for the community in joining in. It not only brought people that wouldn't have been involved with Smith O'Brien's, in, but it brought new people. In, you know, there's no doubt you've gathered an awful lot of new members from the venture, Nicole. Yeah, like it's it's been unreal, Leo. Like, oh, I I just said Joe last year to Dad, like, I I just love social media, and Dad actually was talking to Tony O'Brien about it, and so Tony asked me to get involved, and I said, I already love the hurling, I might as well get involved some way. Like, so I said, why not? And dug deep into it and set up the Insta. Well, to be fair. Keen Nolan and Marco Holland had the Instagram set up, so that was one less job for me. But the Facebook and like, Joe, you know, we've fifteen hundred followers on on Facebook, like which is class. And so you know, between notifications, I thought it was bad for the best house competition. My phone's been hopping all since Sunday with Joe you know, comments and likes and Joe, you know, like it's it's mad. Like even when we went live for the homecoming, like we've six thousand people reached. Like that's mad. And even the the independent and balls that I asking can they share it like that that was unreal like so on Monday morning getting a text message off the independent saying can we share that I was like work away like do you know Brendan that's a big time <laughs> yeah she, you know in fairness like you know she you know she's my daughter and very proud of her but she puts her heart and soul into it you know and it's great and you know as she said like you know to, to get to get that many likes and get it going but you know it does work goes into that, like you know. We're, we're lucky. We're lucky you even come up to talk to us here today. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of balls that I hear on Kilus and But Brendan, look at what it does for the community, right? And I was talking to myself during the week. The buzz is absolutely, you know, it's still going on though. They're a week on, you know, mm. and okay, you'll be coming down to later on today when Tony Leeson takes his first yeah. uh, training session and then reality reality sinks in, but. In fairness to the players, they're level-headed enough that 
you know, they came off the sauce, I suppose, early enough for the weekend. Mentally, they are getting ready for a Munster Club campaign. Like, they are, and like, it was guessed, like, you know, I was talking to Brian Linnan, our captain of 04, and we were talking about it, like, you know, the one regret we had was in 04 was we didn't concentrate on the Munster Club. Now, like, you know, we were in our first county final, and to win it, uh, like, as I often said before, it was like Clare, all they ever wanted to do was win a Munster final in 95. Yeah. We won a county title and here we were. And the guess the thing was, now we have a Munster campaign. We didn't train, we do nothing for it. We, we celebrated. <laughs> and, As you have to. You know, and the guess the thing was, we played Kiladangan and with nine minutes to go in that match, we were only a pint down. And they went on and won all Ireland. And we, we beat G in the semi-final that year in 04. But we, we didn't leave Hessens and said till an unearthly hour witchy and we were all singing together and the whole it was the county final and that was only the semi. You know, but that's what you're doing back then. But when the lads won the semi-final, they went to uh, Baruma, they had a bit of food, one drink and home. Yeah, That's the level they're at, like, you know. And, like, you know, after winning a county final last Sunday, we were beyond under the stand and the players again themselves, this didn't come from anyone within management, uh, stood up lads we'll enjoy it a few days and they're back training today they're getting ready for a monster club so Definitely. you know it, it shows you the mentality of them but that comes from the way they've been driven by Tony Leeson their manager Peter I was looking at the, the, the looking back at stuff during the week and as you alluded to 2004 and you played Kildangan and look at where Kildangan have gone now you Absolutely. know and, and the, way, right. the way things can, you know, can grow year, you know yeah. what I mean yeah. yeah well I mean so I suppose you know you have got to enjoy I was in contact with Brendan last Sunday in that email, just congrats and the usual things. And I, I, I just mentioned who was in Munster. He said, We're going to enjoy this one first. He said, We're just, And I just thought that he was absolutely right. And they were right to enjoy it for the week. But I suppose you kind of have to look look forward as well a little bit now and just think that there's the Munster Championship there. And, you know, he's 100% right. Just like Clare in the Munster Championship 95, was, that was everything. Everything else was a bonus. And the Munster would be a bonus this year if they can progress. But I suppose it looks like. The younger, these younger settled lads have been growing up now, I suppose, and, and they're hearing more about diet and looking after yourself overall better. And you know, they're all able to party, obviously. And if you didn't party, you have to win a, a major tr trophy for your club, you'd never party. Like, and I just thought it was so important that they'd enjoy it. And seeing a couple of videos of them singing together all as one group singing, singing. No, do you know, it was lovely to see it actually. At least the, play, the, it players, brought, the players are able to sing brought, <laughs> exactly, exactly, not like some of the management. It brought back some memories to our own club. I texted, I sent the video to a few of our own lads that I'm friendly with. And I said about bringing back memories of for yourselves. And the text I got back, there was tears and little, little icons, you know, little teary, what Emoji. you call those? Emojis about, <laughs> yeah, remember two wills. What a shame. It was only so long ago. But, um, you know, the Munster Club is something they should aim for in terms of first round against the Waterford lads. And uh, is it Dunhill? Dunhill. Dunhill. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the way the, the way Smith O'Brien's play the game, I think, in terms of their skill, but also I think the fact that they're such a united team with good management, I think, you know, if they put their minds to it, they could have another good day out or two yet. And talking about, we'll, we'll forget about the management, but they have a good manager. <laughs> we'll say, well, what, you have two great leaders, right? Two captains, yeah. right? Especially, you no, know, of course, Nolan, we all know about Key Nolan. Mm -hmm. Goff is a, a fair player as well, and his mid, going back, Connor Beck has really, has really made him and given him maybe more freedom to express himself. But Nolan, since he came into that clear panel, right? And even before it, he has been a change man. You know, he was, we could often say that he was a bit wild at times, but he has really refined himself. But Brendan, he has brought the players along with him, I think. 
you know, and he's able to cajole him and all that. He's able to get around him, you know, and he leads by example. Like some of the players last Sunday, he's touched last Sunday in as a lot most of the players were in fairness in difficult conditions and credit you to the the coach and staff for that, you know, but he's such a, a leader. And you know, the boys, the sheep, they follow him on. They do. And not alone do the players follow him, Leo. The club is following him. Yeah. Because down to our underage, he's so heavily involved with our underage. He was with our under fifteens. But not alone was Keane. Mark McInerney, Mark O'Halloran, Mike Goff, Paddy Goff, uh, there's about oh, Tommy Redden, there's about nine, ten of the boys that are involved in our underage structures in training the teams from under sevens up to under 17. That's a great sign of it. And that's it come. And, and, and Brendan, to follow that, even last Sunday, right, inside the young lads, yeah. they, were, they knew all the lads by name. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, they were totally, you know, engrossed in it. They were watching. You could see they they fixate on, on a certain player or whatever yeah. one time. You know, it's tremendous, and that's tremendous. To the, the club is buzzing. There's not all Smith O'Brien's buzzing. You've the new West Turf down there yeah. as well. You know, everything is on a high. And if ever Smith O'Brien's needed a win, it was last Sunday. Oh, it came, it, it came in a perfect time. You know, but you know that comes. It comes, and like you know, it's easy to say it came at the right time. But there was a lot of work had been done. With this group of players over the last seven or eight years, I'll go back to Aaron Devan as manager. I'll go back to Arthur Stretch as manager. I'll go back to last year with Christy Ronnie Christy, as manager yeah. and their backroom team. Every single management team have left a mark some way on, on the panel. A, a, a good mark, not a bad mark, a good mark. You know, they all had their own. Like, Aaron Devan won a, a, a Clare Cup division with them and got gone to a semi-final, lost to Tubber. That was your uh, Kilmele won it, and he also got, got got was manager when they got beat by Wolf Tones in the yeah. park, and I uh, would think that was one that got away. Yeah, from it, it probably was. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. Arthur has done tremendous work at underage level for a number of years. I would say honestly, say Arthur had his hand on every single one of them young fellas at some stage. Was yeah, he the was club, there six, seven, eight, nine, ten yeah. years at ago. Under ten, sure, twelve, yeah. fourteen, mm. up along, and Christie the same. Yeah, Christie mm. draw at twenty one. You know, he got him to a 21 final and he he done great work at underage as well with him. So every single one of them can play a part and enjoy the success that was there uh, Sunday that, that they could say, well, we had some actor part to play in that as well. Nicole, will you tell us what you uh, are allowed to tell us about celebrations because I'm dying to hear. I mean, did anyone, anyone you know make a fool of themselves singing or dancing on top of a small the, table or the, anything the, like that? The, the, the popular comment here was enjoyed by all. All jokes aside, because <laughs> no tell, tell, I know, but you know, it was a marvellous club occasion and we saw the bits of the videos and it looked like everybody was so happy and it was really, really, you know, everyone enjoyed themselves in the right, in the right form, in the right attitude. Like, say, I, I, I just, I have no words for the celebrations because it was just, it was unreal. Like, came across that the video. minute the whistle blew, like, uh, I, I just it's a blur like I turned to Danielle as Tommy put the point over I was like Danielle what's going on what's going on and the whistle blew and I was like oh my god like I just, I couldn't believe it I was like do I laugh do I cry I just I didn't know right straight down to that just oh I just like my mind was gone like oh oh I just can't describe it like and then say we got the cup and all that and I turned to dad Dad, I, I I never put up the final score on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> so <not her. laughs> so I I went up to the scoreboard and I, I just 
I, I was shaking with excitement and took a picture of the scoreboard and just wrote, we are champions. And that's our most liked picture on Facebook so far. Like, every, uh, three a, words. A, a picture tells a thousand words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so we, made, we went beeping to Bridgetown O'Brien's Bridge, back to Killaloo and quick change, five minutes, like, don't get long in our house at all. Like, and uh, <laughs> out for the meal and, like, the float, lads. Oh, I I do it all over again, even though I was soaked like a duck. I just oh my god, it was just it was unreal, and the sing song, the crack, like I'm not going to say any names or anything, but it was it was a great night. That's what I was Enjoyed by all. <laughs> no comment. You described it very well, <laughs> Brendan. You know, think a lot of people might forget. You know, last Saturday, right before the intermediate final, you you're talking about you know leaving a legacy and inspiration for the teams to come. My own team, unlucky to lose the semi final. You know, three fifteen to seventeen points. Good, good performance from Kildu to get to the semi final of a minor B, right? You know, the standard is high there in that competition this year, right? Plenty of hope with more lads ready to come to to bolster that squad. There is, yeah, yeah, there is. Um, you know, uh, we probably struggled a small bit with, the, with this under seventeen campaign in regards. There's about five or six lads that's involved with Munster Rugby Development squads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And try to get a collectively a full session with the whole bodies. Now they were great lads, in fairness to them, when they weren't training, they'd come up and you know, but it is hard when you're coming in and coming out. We'll probably lose three or four to the rugby. But yeah. next year there will be four or five of them coming in to the intermediate panel or senior, senior panel. panel. Senior. <laughs> Excuse me, the senior panel. You can edit that you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it's going to freshen things up. And you know, it's it's great for or under 15s, or under 14s, you know, to, to see this, like, um, that there's a senior team. And the guess the thing is, is if we talk about, like, the boys that train and the young fellas, they're going to be with them again. Very impressive. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, 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 there's a new chairman, treasurer, secretary, they've taken in over the club, they've brought a fresh, a freshness yeah. to it, say, you know, like when we spoke about at the night of our history thing, you know, that you know, change and the whole lot was good. And look, isn't it a great start for them in their first year uh, as as a as a committee like? And we go back to the night of 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 the night of the, the day of the history of Smith O'Brien's year, right? There was a in fairness a, a member of the committee and the, of your party that came up to Tony Rogers said, you know, the players have to answer the questions. You know, a lot of it is up to them. I tell you, they answered it in spades. They answered it in buckets of spades. You know what I mean? They they drive it like you know. They drove the, they drove this. But Tony, I, I, you know, and he already asked the question. He turned it out there. He from, turned it he out, turned out there. Yeah, from, you know, yeah. he did. And maybe maybe the maybe there was, because if anyone could answer that or could ask the question, he could because he delivered the championship for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, you know, the, the players have to take him tremendous credit for this because. Like they've been through so much, it would have been very easy to what I told him last year. It would be, it would have been very easy, you know. And I heard a person said to me, like, you know, Jenny Brendan, if he if he if he if he lost his final, he says, would you lift it off it? I think we'd have no matter lifting off it because with so much hurt going back along, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's you know, you get back up in the cart again, but they're so driven, they're a great, they're an exceptional bunch of lads. And you know, the club are very fortunate to have such a good bunch of level-headed lads. And it all bodes well for the young fellas coming into this setup because they'll be working on gym programmes, they'll be telling them what to eat, 
and it's, it comes from the manager even he tell them lads you, you fuel up this week you watch your diet you get your activation in you get your gym work done like before when we were hurling <laughs> you're training the Tuesday night boys I'll see you Thursday at 7 being about 5 to you know and if you were lucky you were there at 5 to but it's it's the way it's gone, like. It's the way it's gone. It's great to hear they're so level-headed and it's obvious with the performance that they are. Just wanted to know, Leo, about our uh, I'm out of touch myself with school situation. With the pandemic, are you able to bring the cup to the primary school and the secondary school yet, or is that has that still to happen? I got asked that question last Sunday night, was the cup in Killaloo? I said it, it has, and it has been in a few more places. <laughs> and uh, it was, it was brought to the school, excellent, so it was, excellent. and the kids got to see it and had a great day. Kean, David... Uh, and another young lad that has uh, done great work for us is uh, Mike Off, who was in the Clare Twenties. Yeah. And the young fellas look up to him as well. Like, you know, he's involved coaching as well below. Um, <clears throat> they brought it to the scope. It was brought into Bridgetown. It was brought to the girls' school. Excellent. So it was, and it'll be locked away now. And, That's a very important know, thing for yeah. recruiting young membership. Yeah. And, you know. But Pat, I suppose the head, you know, with the way the club has gone down this year, it's not Smith O'Brien's Hurling Club anymore. It's Smith O'Brien's Hurling and Camogie Club. So yeah. the whole thing is coerced into one. A massive positive, you know, you want the first clubs to do it as far as I know. A massive positive, you know, and... Every time you go down, there's a sign, there's good luck, there's a, there's a team out every weekend. I say, and it's not even you see here what Neil O'Brien uh, had said earlier on there in his piece, like about yeah. all the competitions. Yeah. You, you have to you have to hurt the camogie competitions. There's as many as that as well. There's shields and that and plates and everything in that. Like, do you know what I mean? So, but it is, Brendan, it has brought the community and the whole club, I think, um, closer together. Oh, it has, and that 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 comes from Chairman uh, Patrick Ahern. Frank Tucker, Treasurer, and Dickton Holland. They, mer- they, they they wanted to get the minor club together. Said there was a, a minor committee there. You obviously working minor separate. Club, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, they merged that into the senior. They wanted to bring the camogie in, and they've done it. And, you know, it's great. Like, it's 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 a massive group of people working together collectively yeah. for, for one goal and not leaving out the camogie. They've had a fantastic year. They've had... They've, they've won, what did they win the call? The 14. 14. They won the 14, yeah. They, they got beat in the 16, you know, and it, it it's great. Like when, when we're when, when we're going up training, uh, you see them there above the field and have great numbers as well. Excellent. And it, it's great Excellent. to see it, you know. Um, you know, you, you see you see what Scarif and Gunnell are doing in the Camogie. And, you know, uh, uh, Pat Ahern mentioned below uh, on the trailer the other night, uh, you know, if Six Mile Bridge can do it, why can't we? And you know, I have, I remember like going back, and Roger said we'd win the county, and I said this fella, this fella's mad. And you were right, it. huh? You were right. Probably was right, but <laughs> you know, you're there. Like you know, we won it. I'm not going to say we win a senior championship, but have a go for it. But no, we often joke about the bridge and being so close to Tippett's that throw her back in, in just having <laughs> banter over the years, but. In all seriousness, would you get a good bit of support from Bella now and would you support them if they were in the in tip finals? 100%. You get that, good support, would you? That, yeah. that day is gone. That's that day is well, yeah. well gone. You know, the, I suppose it's the back doors, when we put up the back doors, the, <laughs> the, the, that was all shut since then, <laughs> so it was in 97. But uh, no, it is, it is great. We got great support from Bella They were over. And, and, you know, um, we're the same. If they're going well, we'll, that, we'll run behind be. them. You yeah. know, like, but Aaron Devin was a Bella man. You know, and he, he came over coaching us, and like, uh, you know, there's great, there's a great, there's a great healthy rivalry, and but a great respect between mm. both clubs as well. Good to see. One last thing, Brendan. You know, before we 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 we, we before time catches up on us here, 
I thought even looking at the celebrations on the phone that Sunday night, but I thought, in fairness, with everything that was going on and all the celebrating was going on, you found time to think of one great man. Unfortunately, his anniversary, his five-year anniversary of his of his passing has just been has just come and been upon us. I thought it was a tremendous um, sign of all the lads and the club as a whole that even in the moment of glory that you didn't forget the great Anthony Axel Foley. I'll tell you a story about that, Leo, and to put the shivers through you, and this is a fact. We were in the float, right, and we were coming in the no, in the canal bank. We were wet, cold. Don't say hungry. hungry. Don't say hungry because you would have to be in pain. No, well, I'll say thirsty <laughs> would probably be better. And Pat Minogue and Patrick Ahern were standing at the very back of the float, mm. right? And the boys were right up at the front. Now, you would not hear. Myself and Nicole were beside each other and we nearly to roll each other to talk because everyone was buzzing. But Pat Ahern said to Pat Minogue, we'll have to do something for Axel. He says, we meant to do it for the after the toilet game, but we didn't. Now, there was lads up at the front. Pat and, this was a, a very light conversation. No one had heard it. Within three seconds... Stand up and fight started above in the front of the, the float. The float. Yeah. It was unreal. It was unreal. And you know, it Pat if you're Pat Minogue, it, it put shivers through the two boys at the back because no we were closer to the boys and we heard nothing. And uh, it was Paddy Goff who started it off. It was and he was up at the front. Yeah, up the very up the very front. front. Yeah. So yes, no you know. one knew. I thought I thought Pat was you know, looking back, it 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 really, you know, even the sad person thing like that to happen. You know, to think of him like that, it really signified how close the community of Kilo has come. Yeah, and I think, you know, we often talk about teams when you lose and lose them with dignity and all that, and a lot of teams do and put up with it and handle it well and they just accept it. But I think when you win with dignity as well, it's a great thing. And you have to know how to win as well. And the best people, some people react brilliantly to win. They think of those less fortunate or those who have had trouble. And I think that's a lovely thing to happen. And it's delighted to hear that that, that, that happened yeah. indeed for Axel and the family. I'm sure I'm sure, uh, I'm sure. sure his wife and dad's be delighted to hear that. Like, you know, in fairness, his sons are in the club as well and they're yeah. flying. And yeah. is mm. great. And, you know, it, it, it's a hard time, but he's a chap that will never, never be forgotten. That's in for sure. No, and that's for sure. And we, on that note, that's we're... Brendan, Nicole, thanks very much for talk to taking the time to talk to us here on Scarlet Bay Community Radio. We know it won't be the last time as you embark on a Munster campaign and we wish you all the best in that. Thanks, thanks. Thank you. Great to have you, lad. And that concludes our sports and show here on Scarlet Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app. As always, my thanks to co-presenter Pat McNamara. Thanks to our guests, Neil O'Brien and uh, the Foley's and uh, Nicole and Brendan. And also thanks to Jim Collins in the control tower for keeping the show on the road for us. And many thanks to you for listening in at home. We hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to your company in the near future. And all that remains is for me, Leo Dial. Until we meet again, it's Ben O'Day, August Lawn.